0: I am so excited it is finally here i can finally announce it my book is launching in january early january 2020 it's called hitting rock middle the roadmap from empty success to true fulfillment i cannot wait to share my baby with the world and i get to go on a book tour And share all of this great information with you. So, it got me thinking that I really want to get face to face with you, the listener, and be able to hear what you're struggling with and be able to help you reach your greatest potential. So, if you're someone listening to the podcast or you've been following me on social media, you know that I love to do these workshops and to be able to interact with people who are looking for more in their lives or they've been struggling to take their business to the next level. No matter where you are, if you are someone that wants more, then this type of workshop is perfect for you. Imagine yourself just having a day away from your phone and email to really concentrate on your business instead of just being in it and being surrounded by a lot of other female entrepreneurs who want what you want and who are like-minded. If you want a day like that, or even an afternoon like that, let's plan it together. Let's make it happen. I love nothing more than coming to your city and being able to provide this for you. So if you are hearing this and are thinking, yeah, that sounds pretty great. I could use a day like that then reach out to me, send me an email, and let's get started planning a stop in your city. I can't wait to share Hitting Rock Middle with you, and it's going to be here before we know it. Hi, listener, I'm your host, Sally Holder. Join me each week to escape and be refreshed with stories of people who dared not to settle for the American dream. Go beyond just getting enough in life and live into a place where big dreams actually do come true. In each episode, you'll discover why internal success is better than external success. Be prepared to redefine what your best looks like in your life and free yourself from the guilt of wanting more. Welcome to Hitting Rock Middle. I am so excited for this next episode because I have people ask me all of the time, I just don't know how to get where I want to go, and I just don't know why I haven't gotten there yet. And very often, there are some consistent answers to that question. There are really five things that I have discovered that prevented me from having the success that I always wanted, and I have found that they seem to be universal, right? There are things that we do and we don't realize it, and so I cannot wait to share that list of five things that you need to stop doing right now to achieve the success that you want. But before we get started with the episode, you know, I was talking to my sister at dinner last night, and she really made me realize the importance of rating and reviewing the podcast. So it's not something I talk a lot about. Um... I love to be able to share my content with you for free and I want to be able to keep doing that and reach as many entrepreneurs and and people struggling as I can. And the best way to help me do that and encourage more women who are like-minded is to rate five-star just like you do on your Uber driver. Give me a five-star and a few quick words of um, positivity gosh, they mean the world to me. Take two minutes, jump on, give me a rating and a review, and we can get this podcast out to many, many more people. Right now, I think we have about 51. And over the coming weeks, I am going to push us really hard to be able to try to reach that 200 mark. So jump on there and see where we stand and we can do it together collectively as a community. Okay, now let's get back to making your business even better. Okay, you guys, there are some fundamental things that I have found that we all typically do in our businesses that create this roadblock, if you will. It's a roadblock to our success, and yet we are all doing it subconsciously, and some of it we're actually doing even consciously and not realizing that it is destroying our results. Right? It, it. Subconscious actions that maybe society is saying, keep doing this, it's going to help you. Or there are things that are reinforced by our friends, or are just fundamental beliefs that tell us if we do these things, we'll create success for ourselves. And they are certainly things that I have done over decades myself in business, thinking that it would get me where I wanted to go. But in fact, I have found the opposite to be true. So once I really narrowed it down, I realize there are five things that we all need to stop doing. And all roads lead back to these five things, funny enough. And fundamentally, I found that if we can together stop doing them, not only can we have a great impact on our own businesses, but I really think that we can also help the next generation of women that are coming along and being able to define who they are and how they're going to reach their own independent success, that we can teach them the better way that we have found together collectively. So let's get started diving into what those five things specifically are. The first of them is that we have to agree, all together, to stop hustling. Now, I know that you are going to fight this a little bit. And if you are, just bear with me. Because there, there's an old paradigm, really, that says, she who hustles hardest wins. Right? But I have actually never gotten to the quote-unquote win And I would challenge you to ask yourself, have you, right? Have you reached the win or have you just been hustling the entire time, never reaching that place of satisfaction? So the new paradigm that I'm proposing is something that sounds like this. She who hustles hardest ends up with adrenal fatigue, low sex drive, and a feeling like her business has turned into the job she started a business to escape from in the first place, right? So that is the actuality. That is what you ultimately get as a result of the hustle, an emptiness, an empty feeling, a sense of exhaustion, and you're asking yourself, wait a minute, I became a small business owner, an entrepreneur, because I didn't want to constantly have to prove my worth to someone else within a corporate job that didn't know the real me, and I constantly felt like I had to perform for. And suddenly, you find yourself in your entrepreneurial role performing again. Well, that's because we are hustling. So let's stop the hustle, not to mention this idea of hustling, I just... Um, against because when I see all of these great images, you know, that are trending towards women that are intended to empower us, most of them include the word hustle. They say things like hustle hard girl, or she has that girl boss hustle, or the dream is free, but the hustle is sold separately. Well, all three of those are targeted towards women. Have you ever really thought about that for a second, right? Where are the quotes that are publicized that say, right, he has that boy boss hustle or hustle hard, boy, right? I mean, it sounds completely derogatory when you flip the script and you address it towards a quote unquote boy, doesn't it? Right? You would never consider saying that. It sounds asinine. But yet we are given that theory that in order to succeed, we have to hustle. You know, not to mention all the time, because we believe that, we believe that then therefore sacrifices have to be made to achieve the success that we desire. Now, how come men aren't given that same exact message that they can't have success and fulfillment at the same time? They're never preached at to say that they have to choose between the two, right? To say that, you know, they can have either success or fulfillment. But to me, that's what the message of hustle hard says, right? It says you're going to need to give up your happiness in order to get where you want to go, You're going to have to sacrifice time with your kids and, you know, loving what you do for a while in order to get there. And my argument is, no, you don't, right? When you build it the right way without the hustle in there, you can have both. It is not an either or paradigm, right? You can have and both, success and fulfillment, but you've got To remove the hustle first so begin with that belief that you can get where you want to go without hustling in fact right now just imagine it I am giving you your permission slip here is your formal official permission slip not to hustle anymore so hold out your hand and receive it it's from me to you it's totally free And it is going to give you the permission to do a couple of things. It's going to give you the permission to focus on actions rather than running from task to task, right? Those focused actions are things that you want to do intentionally, right? Not just because you're hustling and running from thing to thing. No. You are going to give yourself permission from now on to focus on certain actions. Focus for me tends to look like, right, closing my, my computer or putting away my cell phone for a bit and actually dreaming about where I'm going, contemplating creativity and inspiration and pulling out things that, are re- that really have resonated with me maybe over the last day or the last week. And I actually have, wait for it spiral bound notebook, very sophisticated, and a pen, my favorite pen is from Hand and Clothing, so go get yourself one. Just a little plug for them as well, but I always have those two things with me, and I put away the other distractions, and I focus. I focus on where I'm headed, and I stop running from task to task because I know that when I'm constantly switching hats, and now you know if you listen to the episode I talked about on batch working, that you waste a lot of time doing that as well. So focused action is one of the things that you can do rather than hustling. Another option is stop working when the inspiration has left you. I know, it is a ridiculously novel concept. But when you do that, you open yourself up again to receive additional inspiration. So here is your permission slip to stop working when that happens. When you're sitting at your desk or wherever you may be and you're saying to yourself, I just don't feel inspired anymore, but I have to do this. Stop. Don't do it. Take a break. And it's going to sound ridiculous, but that's really my next recommendation is take a break when you're exhausted and go do something that fills your cup. I mean, I'll never forget when my business coach and I called her one day just in tears because these situations, again... They're not things I've just thought about. They're things I've lived. And called her in tears saying, I'm exhausted. I have no inspiration left. And yet I have to produce this content. And she said, I want you to stop right now and go get an ice cream. And I thought to myself, how in the world right now is going to get an ice cream going to help me produce the content? Well, her question to me was, how is the state that you're in right now also going to help you produce the content? And you know what? She was right. I mean, there was no way I was going to come up with something creative and revolutionary right in that state. I was going to sit there and sit on my pity pot for a minute and cry my eyes out and then attempt to create forced action and forced inspiration. It would have taken me a lot longer to create the content. It would have probably not been as inspired as it would have been had I just taken the break. So take the break. Give yourself a moment to fill your cup again. You know, I was doing a speech recently and I kind of blew away everyone in the room when I said, uh, they asked me, what did I do yesterday? And I said, well, I did a bunch of work in the morning and then I took an hour long nap. They all looked at me wide eyed, like I was absolutely crazy. Right, I said, "Well, yeah, absolutely." I took a nap from two p.m. to three p.m. You know, not played on my phone or Instagram or you know watched a television show. No, no, no. I cut out the world, closed everything, put on do not disturb, and set my alarm for one hour later. And I filled my cup, and then guess what? I came back and performed work from, let's be honest, three thirty to six thirty p.m. And that work, woo, it was inspired. It was inspired action, and I blew through projects that were on my list that had stayed there for quite some time. So take the break. And again, I've given you permission, so go for it. And the next would be stop going to events that don't fill your cup or your soul. Please. There are no have-tos, right? You get to live one life. Just one. That's it, as far as I know, right? So... Live it how you want, and when you do so, you will have more to give to more people. Fundamentally, it's just that way, right? So when you go to events merely because you think you have to, and you have no inspiration for going, how on fire do you think you're going to be at that event? Do you think that you just brought your greatest self there, Or do you think that you were going to really massively create an opportunity just by having one cocktail, standing around, talking to two people, showing your face, and leaving? Probably not. You would do better off going to less events. And while you're at those fewer events, bringing it, right? Be there the entire time. Network like crazy in the room. Make solid connections and give yourself right a little more love in between those events and that is less hustling too and then the last thing would be shift your mindset to believe you aren't gaining anything by burning yourself out this is something that i constantly have to remind myself of as well and what that means to me is that if i'm not my greatest self then I have nothing to be able to give to you guys on the podcast. I have nothing to be able to give to my family at home. I have nothing to be able to give to my individual future either. So this idea of hustling hard and burning ourselves out to our wit's end absolutely does nothing except also burns out all of our relationships, let's be honest, and leaves us into a place where, I don't know about you guys, but maybe you've been there as well, where all you feel like doing is laying in bed, drawing the curtains, and that's, you know, you are at ground zero. Well, I've been there, and I literally have been at the place where I'm like, I don't have even a word to utter to another soul. I need entire isolation in order to fill my cup back up. And I know I got there simply by hustling so hard and burning myself out. And at the end of the day, I didn't gain anything by doing that, right? I would have gained so much more had I pumped the brakes and been able to give equal attention to equal parts of my life and then create some consistency, right? Because consistency rather than hustle will breed success, It is a fact. So, give yourself a chance to have that type of consistency instead. Okay. So, now that we're not going to hustle, we'll have more energy. And that leads us to the second thing that we can stop doing. And that is stop using negative self talk. Now, this seems probably, again, something that's entirely obvious to you. And You know, I I agree. It might be obvious that we need to treat ourselves as reverently as we would treat other people. So if you are currently the meanest person to yourself, which we often are, then we need to stop treating ourselves in that way. Right? You can't expect to have a positive mindset when you are always speaking negatively to yourself. And really, at the end of the day, your mind is a magnet. You know, I love the idea that if you think of blessings, you attract blessings. And if you think of problems, you attract problems. So you need to make sure that you always cultivate good thoughts and always remain positive and optimistic. We get what we think, so think positive, And life will automatically be positive. You know, I wish I could say that we all got what we deserve, But we don't. We get what we believe. And so if your beliefs about yourself are quite negative and you're not reaching the goals that you have for yourself, then take a look in the mirror. It starts at home and it starts with you. And at the end of the day, other people are going to build on the thoughts and beliefs that you have about yourself. So some of the common phrases that I hear from people all the time are things like, you know, I don't know. I just don't know how I'm going to make my dreams happen. I don't know, you know, what I'm doing. And it's all going to be so hard, you know, or I have to do this. I don't have a choice. I just have to do these things in order to get where I want to go. Well, guess what? Those are also parts of the negative self-talk. Because what you're doing in that instance is you're attaching something we just kind of mentioned is the sacrifice and negative consequences to seeking your goals. So when you do that, it makes seeking your goals sound really freaking horrible, doesn't it? It's like, oh my God, it's gonna be so hard, but I've gotta you know, get myself ready for it and I've gotta pump myself up and all of that. And I know that, You know, you really are doing something that's probably been modeled to you before, but here's where I come in to just challenge those old thoughts, right? I always say, right, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Well, you've likely been doing that way for for a long time, so let's try it another way. Let's try it the other way and see what ends up happening and see if you get a different result. I would challenge you to believe that you will. In fact, I would kind of say I know you will because I've been there and I've been the person that has repeated these you know, negative phrases to herself over and over again. And they did become a significant roadblock to my success. And now that I have removed them, now that I have eliminated phrases like that from my vocabulary – and assumed that things that are happening to me are happening for my benefit rather than for my detriment, I've had a much better life, right? I have removed the resistance that I had to anything positive coming to me, and I'm ready to look at things in a positive way. And to me, all of that starts with that fundamental idea that we've got to stop being the meanest person that we know to ourselves. Okay, guys, I know many of you are small business owners and you probably are struggling with the same thing that I struggled with when I started my business, a payment processing system that does the work for you. You want an easy solution, something you can plug and play. And believe me, I have tried them all. And I have found one that I love. So of course, I had to share it with you, the listener. It's called MoonClark. It is amazing. All you have to do is create a form or a payment plan for your client once. And if you're setting them up on a recurring payment system, not only does it email them before the payment is charged, but it thanks them afterwards all automatically for you. It is a total no-brainer if you have any recurring charges for your customers. Or if you're just setting up a one-time payment, you can use the same link every single time. And that has saved me countless hours. Rather than other systems where I had to customize a link every time and I was charging the same amount. It just created so much more administrative work. And Moonclerk eliminates all of that for you. So if you want to simplify your business, try out Moonclerk. Trust me. You know how you're listening to this podcast on your phone right now? Well, click on the description and the link is right there. It's so simple. Or you can always head to my Instagram and click the link in my profile. Either way, I know you're going to love Moonclerk and I can't wait to hear how much time it saves you. Okay. Now, the next thing, people again love to say this, but I have found it again to be detrimental to you, and that is falling into the perfectionist trap, right? Perfectionism is the mother of procrastination, right? You will always use perfectionism as a reason to delay your goals, to delay going after them. Not to mention it is so discouraging of risk-taking, right? How can you take a risk if before you attempt to do something, you know you have to be perfect at it? Well, They're diametrically opposed. You can't really be a risk taker because risk takers have to be people that are willing to fail, right? If you aren't open to failure, then you're not gonna take the risk. You're going to be a perfectionist. And I would argue that you can't ever get where you wanna go without some sort of failure. It's impossible, right? There is no way that every single step along the way of your road to where you want to be, that big, bold, successful life you want to have is not going to be perfect. And the idea that you would attempt to try to make it that way, when you talk about it this way, seems totally illogical. Right? Not to mention, if you're a leader and you're attempting to impose perfectionist tendencies on your team or your staff, it really actually demonstrates a level of insecurity. It is fear. It is a sense of smothering because you're so scared of something going wrong. And when you can put away that perfectionist hat and allow failures to come because we learn more from a failure than we do from a success, it is true, then you're going to create the type of growth that you want. Not to mention when you are a perfectionist or you attempt to make your team perfectionists as well, how creative do you think that you are or how creative do you think your team is going to be? Do you think that anyone is going to want to raise their hand? No. You know, a great book that demonstrates this quite well is a book I absolutely love called The Chief Joy Officer by Richard Sheridan. Um... Order it on Amazon, grab it from your independent bookseller. He talks a lot about the fact that Ford survived, you know, the breakdown of the economy in 2008 in large part because they agreed to let go of perfectionist tendencies in 2006. All because a leader, Alan Mulally, stepped in and said, hey, we're facing a $7 billion, with a B, 7 billion dollar deficit. What's going on here? He looks around his executive team and they are saying, you know, he asked them to to rate things red, yellow, green light. You get the gist, things are terrible, red light, cautionary yellow, green things are good. So he asked them to go around the table and he says to them, "Okay, Report to me how your particular group is going, right? Is your department going well? And I want to hear from everyone. So they go around the table and they're all like, green, green, green. So they get about three quarters of the way through and Alan's looking around the table and he's like, you can't be serious. Really? Everyone here is green. And yet we're facing a $7 billion deficit? No, everyone here is not green, That's just a bunch of crap, right? I'm sure you had something probably a little harsher to say about it, but I'm giving you the PG version here. No, clearly the creativity that these people sitting in that room had had been stifled by a previous leader because they were so afraid, right? They needed to be perfect. They were so afraid of saying that something was failing that no one was willing to step up and say, hey, my department's actually on red. Things are not going well. Now, which one do you think the person who was willing to say that they were in the red or the person who was willing to say that they were on green, which one furthered the organization and its growth more? You answered the question yourself. You know it's the person that was willing to say they were on red. The willingness of that person to say that things weren't perfect helped create creativity in the room as a result of that creativity They didn't need the bailout in 2008. If they can overcome that $7 billion deficit based on a lack of perfectionist tendencies, what do you think you can do in your business? Exactly. You can do a lot. Not to mention the last thing I'll say, the one that's going to prevent you from scaling or ever getting where you want to go is that perfectionist tendencies limit your desire or your ability to delegate, Period. I can't tell you the number of entrepreneurs that I've coached over the years or that I speak with on a regular basis that are ready to grow and maybe even have the product ready to grow. However, they fear delegation. And that fear of delegation is solely based in this perfectionist trap. And no one, newsflash guys, is ever going to run your business the way that you do You know, my theory is that if they did, they would have been an entrepreneur themselves, right? They would have started the business. But at the end of the day, they don't want to because they are not you. So expect it to be different. But who's to say that they're different brings anything to the table that is detrimental, right? It may attract an entirely new audience. You don't know, it may expand the viewpoint of your audience, right? There may be any number of beneficial things that come from that change. Now, the other trap that I'll just kind of touch on briefly is the loyalty trap. Now, this has been told to me to be a an actual psychological trap, right? People can use it against you, And I see it going way, way too often in more women than it happens in men. And statistically, that is the case. In fact, Sally Helgeson says, the desire to be loyal can lead you to neglect your future. Sacrifice your ambitions and sell your talents and potential short. Does that sound like you? If it is, Maybe you're staying where you are simply out of a sense of loyalty. And while that is tremendously admirable, it doesn't benefit anyone. It doesn't benefit you in the long term because it doesn't allow you to reach your greatest potential, you know, plain and simple. I would also argue that it doesn't benefit the company that you're staying loyal to and the position that you're continuing to take because you're staying out of loyalty, not out of sincere desire to grow yourself in the position. There could be someone else out there, and I would argue there likely is, someone else out there that would love to be where you are. And would grow it exponentially and thrive. And so your desire to be loyal might just be that you're taking up a spot and your gift to the organization could be you leaving. You don't know. So remember... If you are the person that feels like right now that you are sacrificing your ambitions so that you can meet this, you know, loyalty requirement, that could be detrimental to everyone. And the best thing that you can do for yourself is step aside and pursue the talents that you have and achieve your greatest potential. Okay. I could go on about the loyalty thing forever. So maybe we'll need to come back and do an entire episode on loyalty because I just see too many women stopping short based on on that fear of not being seen as loyal. Okay. So the fourth thing that we're going to talk about is stop spending your time questioning your dream. At the end of the day, the dream that you have, that greater dream that feels like it's within your heart and soul and it's pulling at you and tugging at you, it wouldn't be there if it weren't meant for you, right? That is something that is fundamental to who you are, right? It is a You know, oftentimes a silent voice that you hear when you're going to bed and your mind is entirely clear and you're thinking to yourself, gosh, I would love to do that or I wish I could figure out a way to make that happen. Well, do you hear a little bit of that negative self-talk in that statement? I wish I could figure out a way to make it happen. Well, you can. If you will stop questioning whether that dream you have is yours or whether it's the right one. Just get into action and fail fast. You know, I love the idea if you aren't embarrassed by your first iteration, then you started too late. You ought to be embarrassed. You know, I think I've shared a couple of times already in the podcast, but I will keep saying it so that you can hear me, which is, you know... I, this company has been in existence well, I've been coaching for a long time. This company of mine has been in existence for a mere, you know, year and a half, close to two years. And I have changed my logo twice. I have created three or four websites, right? Because all I needed to do to get going was to throw something up there and get into action. And I knew that and I wanted to live by that. If I had waited until I had something perfect, I never would have gotten started, if I had stopped and been questioning my dream for much longer, then I never would have gotten to even where I am right now. So stop spending the time wondering whether this is right. Your dream will continue to evolve, but only as you get into action and start taking the steps to make it come to fruition. Okay, our very last one, number five, is stop thinking you need to be an expert. I know, I struggle with this one a lot. So if you're thinking to yourself, what in the world is she talking about? I have to be an expert to get started. Yes, but guess what? Expertise on its own doesn't get you anywhere, right? Expertise doesn't get you ahead. It only takes you so far right? The top jobs that you probably want or the, you know, level of, of, you know, entrepreneurship that you want to create require things like managing and leading people who are experts at what they do. Not you being the person providing the expertise yourself. And yes, there are unique positions, but Even in mine, providing this expertise here, right, this can be other expertise that I've gathered from other people. It doesn't have to be, you know, independent research studies that I gather on my own, right? So, remember that the power of expertise is just one kind of power. You can't forget about the power of connections and charisma and position. You know, if you want to influence the world in a positive way, you have to have the power to do it. So that power is going to come from far more than just expertise, right? It's going to come from you taking the time and doing the things to create the power of connections, the power of the charisma, and the power of the position to get where you want to go to. But yet so many people only focus on the power of the expertise. Now, I want you to think about what it is that you want to create or whatever it is that you do and ask yourself one question. Is it possible to ever know everything you want to know about what it is that you do or what you want to create? No. Because there it, time doesn't stand still and neither does innovation, right? So it always changes. So are not you in fact, just merely falling back into that perfectionist trap by attempting to be an expert? Because you believe that certain, you know, magical requirements would be met by achieving a level of expertise. And then you'll be like anointed as the expert by someone and then given the crown and then everyone flows to you. You know, God, I wish it were like that, right? That actually might be, you know, an easier road, but that's A, not going to happen. I'm just going to go ahead and burst your bubble right there and let you know that. But, you know, it, it is, um, you know, it's impossible. So you're setting yourself up for a standard that you now know, maybe before you couldn't claim it, but now you know it's impossible to be a quote-unquote expert on everything relative to your business. And if you get where I want you to go, where I see you being, then you're going to hire the people who are experts within their niches anyway. So develop all aspects of yourself. Develop your charisma. Develop your connections. Something that men have been doing for decades and generations, right? So develop those and develop your position, That will get you where you want to go. So I hope that these five things will be new concepts for you. And if they're old, then maybe it's just a great refresher to remind you and put these five things together to say, hey, these might have been a boulder in the way of you climbing that mountaintop. And now you can just push that boulder right onto the side and keep going because you don't need these things. They weren't helping you. And despite what other people might have told you, they aren't necessary in order for you to get where you wanna go. You've got big things you wanna achieve. So let's get going doing those. And in fact, I've got a part two coming up next of this episode that you are going to love. So make sure you listen to the next episode where I tell you the five things that you need to start doing in your life to create that type of success you want. So thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. I'm your host, Sally Holder. Remember that you can always find out more about me by visiting sallyholder.com. That's S-A-L-L-I-E-H-O-L-D-E-R.com. And if you want to stay in touch or get more free tips from me, make sure to join my free weekly newsletter that's filled with tips to help you achieve your greatest potential. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or anywhere where you're currently listening and leave us a review. It really is a small thing to do that goes a long way to helping others find our show too. We'll be back next week with another empowering story of dreaming beyond the American dream. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.